0: I finished the show last night, 10.30, the bells are going off, and MPs start to vote. They voted until 10.30 this morning. That was the second round of voting because they'd been voting earlier. This was all prompted by the Conservatives and their decision not to play nice with the government. So uh, Pierre Polyev, Conservative MP Finance critic for the Conservatives and MP for Carlton joins me on the line now. Pierre, uh, what was the point of staying up all night? You guys taking naps in the back, coming back out in the front, standing up, sitting down, voting over and over and over again.
1: Well, the Liberals were trying to push through their uh, annual uh, spending bill. This is the bill that uh, keeps the lights on for the government of Canada, pays the salaries of public servants and funds all of the new operating expenditures of the government and uh, of course that was going to pass but we wanted to make it as difficult as possible because the government has been covering up the cost of its new proposed carbon tax. the last two years i've been asking the government how much this new tax will cost the average canadian family i've obtained documents showing that they have made calculations and that they know the cost but they black out all the numbers uh, which means people are going to have to pay this tax in the form of higher gas, home heating, more expensive groceries, uh, higher prices for almost everything they buy, but they won't know the total cost to their family. Uh, so I, we, we held we held what's called a filibuster where we forced the government to, to vote uh, well over 100 times uh, throughout the night, 12 you, hours.
0: You could have kept going, right? I mean, there was a lot more, and then it... Basically, what it was was they had this spending bill, and you were making them go line item by line item, and then at the end you said, okay, we've made our point, and and you packaged the rest all together in one vote, right?
1: We did. So we, we started at 6 p.m., and we continued to vote until about 10.30 a.m. this this morning, uh, and then the rest of the votes were, were packaged up. So the government uh, does have money to operate. But we thought we'd make them pay a price for refusing to tell Canadians the price they'll have to
0: pay. I want to play a clip of Catherine McKenna, our environment minister, and um, you know a local Ottawa MP like yourself. She was dismissive of the move before it even happened. We don't have to go through a stunt that the Conservatives are going to call because we have already sa- answered the question. She says that they've answered the question on what the carbon tax will cost. She kept yesterday referring to an April 30th document that was um, more about how how great the carbon tax will be at pulling cars off the road and what it will accomplish. But I don't remember a cost per family or household in, in that document.
1: That's because there wasn't one.
0: So... In the end, did you get the government to agree to give you this information? We did not, but
1: I still think it was a successful effort because we forced uh, the, na- the attention of the national uh, media and the political media on the fact that folks are going to have to start paying this new federally imposed carbon tax and the government won't tell them what it will cost. So every day that we shine the spotlight on this carbon tax cover-up is a victory yeah. for us. We believe at some point they're going to have to relent and reveal the true cost of the carbon tax. Uh, and if they don't, uh, voters will only assume the worst, which is that the price is very high.
0: Uh, speaking with Pierre Polyev, a conservative MP for Carleton and the party's finance critic. And Pierre, when you guys were in government, the liberals claimed that you wouldn't tell the full cost of the F-35 or that you wouldn't tell them the full... uh, doesn't matter what it was. They would say, you're not telling us the full information. We deserve to know. Now they're in power, and they're not giving the full information. Do parliamentarians have the right to know this information? Do Canadians have the right to know this information?
1: Today is the 803rd anniversary of the Magna Carta wherein British uh, subjects forced John, uh, King John to the fields of Runnymede to sign uh, the Great Charter. Uh, one of uh, the, ba- the basic principles that grew out of it was that the Crown or the government cannot tax what the people have not approved. But the people cannot approve what they don't know. And right now, the people's representatives don't know the cost of this carbon tax, uh, and therefore, uh, there are basic uh, uh, responsibility to uh, to judge these taxes and determine whether they are fair uh, cannot be properly executed. The old saying is that there's no taxation without representation, and that's true, but there can be no taxation without information. We want the information.
0: Uh, No one in this audience is going to be surprised that I agree with you on this. And if you followed me on Twitter last night, I was taking Liberal MPs to task as they were complaining about having to do their jobs and vote. Um, And and we'll get to one of the more discouraging aspects of their complaints in a moment. But the, the simple fact is they could have released this information. One of their arguments back eventually became, well, but the provinces will levy the carbon tax and what they do with the money might be different. And so releasing this federal study on what it will cost could muddy the waters. How do you respond to that?
1: First of all, it is a federally imposed carbon tax. The government introduced a bill to impose that tax bill, C-74. So it's it's federal law, and therefore there should be federal costing. Um, Secondly, we're not asking how they're going to spend the money. That's a separate question for another day. We're not even asking how the provinces will spend the money. We're asking what will be the upfront cost to the taxpayer. We know folks will pay more at the pump. They'll pay more for their groceries, which are brought to the store by truck and train. They'll pay more for all the consumer goods that, that have to be uh, fabricated or moved from one place to another. Uh, and uh, those costs will, in the, in the words of the Finance, uh, Finance Canada briefing, will cascade – Throughout the entire economy, in the form of higher prices on consumers and businesses, we just want to know how much it's going to cost. Pretty that, simple that was, question.
0: That was one of the quotes that you got out of a document that had the numbers redacted. They they gave you that that it, this would cascade through the economy, but the actual numbers were taken out when they released it. Right?
1: That's right. It was I it was it's quite something to read. Say um, the, the the document says uh, the costs will cascade throughout the economy in the form of higher prices for consumers and businesses. Key findings are blacked
0: out. So isn't this a government that says two things? And and liberals were annoyed at me for continually pointing this out on Twitter last night and this morning. They say we are about fact-based, evidence-based policy decision-making. Okay, so that would tell me they've done a study on this if they live up to their own words. Two, they claim that they're the most open and transparent government ever – I know that to be false. You know that to be false. Anyone that's read the Information Commissioner's reports of late knows that to be false, but they still claim it. So they've got the information. They won't release it. They're not even living up to what they claim to be in Parliament on a regular basis.
1: No, and that's right. And uh, imagine imagine you went into a store and the store owner tried to sell you a product but refused to tell you what you would pay for it. He said, I'll, I'll just I, I don't shop in those
0: rate. stores, uh, Pierre. I don't make that much money. You have to be really rich to shop in those stores, which maybe tells us something about the carbon tax.
1: That's right, because normally when the store owner won't put the price tag on the product, it's because it's really expensive. And that sticker shock is probably what the government is trying to avoid. They don't want people to get angry uh, and revolt against these higher costs. What they want is the average taxpayer to assume that the higher prices gas, groceries, home heating are really the fault of your local business owner, that it's really the fault of the guy who runs the local gas station or sells you your groceries, that they're the ones raising the prices, when in fact, the higher prices are really the the result of uh, carbon taxes embedded into almost every product you buy.
0: The premier designate of Canada's biggest province today, uh, Doug Ford, said this, about the carbon tax, the cap and trade system that sends hundreds of millions of dollars to Jerry Browns, California. This is what Doug Ford said today. Once we go back to the legislature we'll create legislation that will get rid of it and uh, again there's there's programs that are offsetting that money. Uh, we have uh, our own fund of over half a million uh, half a billion dollars uh, to support the environment. So Doug Ford says he's going to get rid of it. Justin Trudeau, Catherine McKenna, they want to impose it. They've already said Doug Ford takes it away. We'll put it back in. Uh, I don't see how the federal government can impose taxes on specific provinces, but not every province.
1: Yeah, no, In fact, they made uh, uh, that exact argument. I introduced a bill uh, earlier this session, which would have uh, required, brought in as a, as a condition of federal transfers to the provinces, that each province needed to change its uh, its uh, um, income assistance programs so that people with disabilities could always keep more in wages than they lost uh, in clawbacks and taxes. A lot of people with disabilities who get a job, they 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 start to get clawbacks of their assistance programs and they pay taxes. They're actually worth off working. I put forward a bill that would uh, require provinces stop punishing people with disabilities for working and. Up jumped the government said, "Oh, we could never support that. We'd be interfering in provincial jurisdiction <laughs> on matters of taxation." So apparently, they they have they won't interfere uh, when it comes to helping people with disabilities have the chance to work and earn a living. But they're happy to interfere when it comes to imposing a tax on Canadians.
0: Uh, Pierre, I'll leave you with this. Um, I- we all know that the government sets the, the schedule for when votes happen. That you, you and the opposition don't get to do that. Last night, there seemed to be a coordinated effort by liberal MPs to insinuate that it was you conservatives who there was this insinuation that you're all anti-Muslim because you were forcing votes at the end of Ramadan, holiest time of the year for Muslims. And, and and that it was your fault that you were keeping these MPs from being at festivities and so on, and, 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 and that it's because you would do this to Muslims and nobody else. And I found that really, really below the belt. You represent uh, a, an area that uh, also has – or have represented areas with large Muslim populations. I don't know what with the, the redistribution it, it is now – how did you feel seeing liberal MPs put that out in in unison and lockstep uh, maybe on orders from Jerry Butts
1: well I was disappointed but not surprised uh, that whenever the this government gets into trouble it starts to play divisive racial politics um, you know when the whole world erupted in laughter at Justin Trudeau after he uh, told this young woman that she had to, she could no longer say the word mankind she had to say people kind Gerald butts Top advisor to Justin Trudeau went out and said, "Well, that whole reaction against the Prime Minister was orchestrated by, in his words, and I quote, Nazis." Uh, when um, uh, Lisa Rait criticized uh, the very unpopular Bill Morno budget, uh, he turned around and called her a quote, Neanderthal. And then yesterday, when we were tr- merely trying to force the government to admit the cost of its carbon tax, they said, "Oh, you're trying to. Re- into your real agenda here is to interrupt a religious holiday." I mean, they, the reality is the government schedules the votes. Yeah, um, they, it was it was the uh, Liberal House Leader that scheduled the vote to happen at that time, and they were angry that we were they were being kept there for so long. There was a simple solution; they could have simply re- re- released the cost of the carbon tax, and we would have let them walk out the door five minutes later.
0: Pierre. Thanks for the time. And uh, I I know that this, you know, overnight filibuster probably cost a bit of money, but it is the price of democracy. You have very few tools in opposition to hold the government to account. And uh, thank you for trying.
1: Hey, listen, we, we have a House of Commons, regardless of whether we're in it at nighttime, We might as well get more use out of it. (laughs)
0: All right. Thanks for the time, Pierre. Pierre Polyev, Conservative MP for Carlton and the finance critic for the Conservative Party. I'm Brian Lilly. This is Beyond the News. You can drop me a line on what you think of this. Beyond the News at CFRA.com.